dynamite. There it is. Leafs Nation, what's going on? It's your guy James from Offside coming at you with one of those quick podcasts tonight. We will have Dave Jackson with us shortly talking about the Michael Bunting situation and refing in the playoffs. Does it change or does it not? Is it just a fan perception? I don't think it is, but we shall see. But let's jump into some Maple Leafs news and notes to kick this one off. So tonight, well, lots of things happening with the Maple Leafs. Unable to use an emergency call-up to get Joe Wool. The league saying the Maple Leafs did this to themselves, self-inflicted, so they do not get the ability to call someone up, have to sign another guy to an ATO, which they may need to do tomorrow if the league still deems them ineligible to do so or move some bodies around. Um, I'm hoping Joe Wool can come up here after tonight and watching Sonar not exactly be 100%, not exactly be healthy throughout the entirety of that game. It really does concern me going forward how much we play Ilya Samsonov heading towards the playoffs. He persevered. He's battling hard, but I don't want the wheels to fall off this Russian machine before it gets into the playoffs. Um, You know, you look at him tonight, he's favoring that leg a little bit, you know, took one up high, kind of squinting it off. The concussion spotters didn't take him out of the game, which is good, but at the same time makes you worried. You know, did he get his bell rung? Is he feeling all right? What's going on upstairs for Ilya Samsonov? So you have to wonder those things going forward. Tomorrow is a back-to-back. You'd love to see him get some rest. And speaking of rest, Eric Gustafson just comes back from a long layoff. We're happy to hear that his daughter is doing well and things have improved on that front. But now he comes back and it looks like he's dealing with some sort of hip injury, not feeling 100%, uh, which is not great. He's day-to-day with the Maple Leafs. Uh, And in this game, we see the debut of Matthew Nyes. And I'll give you my quick breakdown of Matthew Nyes. Period one, if that's the Matthew Nyes we get going forward for the next little bit, I am 100% happy with that. Battling along the board, smart puck play, physical, not giving up taking a licking to make a pass, doing all of the right little things that you want to see a player do. Then we get to the second period where he tries to be a little too cute. The back pass goes up the gut. Florida player intercepts, goes in on Samsonov. He bails out the young player. Uh, 20 seconds later, he has another bad giveaway, leads to another Florida chance. Now listen, I 100% understand that this is his first game in the NHL. He has no practice with the team, has no systems in his mind with this team. He's just come from the Frozen Four, different setup, different way of playing, different systems. He's one of the top dogs there. Here he's being cycled through lines, trying to find a combination that works. I get all of that. But for me, you just got to the dance. Keep it simple. His between-the-leg pass, as fancy as that was, keep it simple. Do what you did in the first period. And that will get you a long, long way with this Maple Leaf team, especially being a bigger guy, more physical, playing along the boards. Leaf fans will love you, Matt Nyes. You bring that. But you do what you did in the second period and get a little too cute, a little too fancy too soon. I know you can do these things and you have the high skill. But get familiarized with your surroundings. Get familiarized with your line mates and the guys you're going to be playing with on a consistent night in, night out basis, and that will serve Matt Nice a lot better than what it is right now. Now, 
in this game, there were as many little storylines as well. Austin Matthews taking a puck off the back of the leg, still gets to 40 goals. That right there, five 40-goal campaigns, I believe in a row for Austin Matthews. The man is cooking, and some people saying it's a down year at 40 goals. Come on now, folks. That's amazing for Austin Matthews. But you look at this, this game right here. He takes the puck off the back of the leg, shakes it off, gets back out there, gets wheeling, gets dealing, and gets it done. Um, you know, just uh, working with Dave Jackson here. There we go. So make sure we got her done. Um, yeah. So we're looking for what this game means in the grand scheme of things. It's you want to stay healthy. You want to stay competitive going into the next couple of games and this game too. But then you see Jake McCabe go down who needed stitches. I don't know what got stitched up, whether it was a finger, whether it was a knee. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I'm sure they will allude to it. And we will know exactly what it is here shortly that hobbled up Jake McCabe. And we're we're still waiting word here. Luke Fox was the one who broke that it was stitches. Um, hopefully it's not a finger thing. Hopefully it's uh, just a knee thing. It's like a cut across the knee, a little abrasion. But he needed stitches, was back out there, though. Looked no worse for the wear. And they know how to wrap these things properly. They know how to keep them clean. So Jake McCabe back in the game. But for me... For tomorrow, the, the Toronto actually let's touch on this game a little bit more. The Toronto Maple Leafs persevere here. They did not shrink like a violet. They did not hide away. They were ready to go, fired up for the battle. Once the goal was scored by Florida, they didn't quit. They didn't shrink into their the usual. Oh no, we got a goal scored against us, and the end of the world is happening mentality. Sonar made a big save right off the hop. Then right after the goal was scored, they went right back down. Florida did and tried to pot another one, and the Leafs were there. They were ready for it. They responded well. They were ready to go. It was awesome to see, and they kept that momentum. They kept going, kept trying, kept pushing, and eventually John Tavares, with no tank of gas left, gets a goal in overtime, and the Leafs are loving it, absolutely loving it, which is amazing to see. Pick up the two-on win over Florida, who's dying for points, by the way, and if you're looking for a playoff-style game, this is it right here. The Leafs were ending up getting this one done. Now for tomorrow, you're about to go play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who knows who they start? Do they start Brian Elliott? Do they start Vasilevsky? How many regulars will be in the lineup? Are both teams going to look at this as a, hey, we're going to go toe-to-toe and add another game to that seven-game series and fire this one up on all cylinders? Or are both teams going to say, hey, let's just make it to the playoffs as healthy as we can be and rest as many guys as we can or limit the ice time to certain guys out there and allow others to kind of flourish a little bit and have a little bit more time to dance. For me, I want to get Marner to 100 points. I want to get Nylander to 40 goals. And those are the things that I want to see get done here for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I look at it and I say those are the things that the Leafs need to do They need to make sure that they're humming on all cylinders. The power play is good. The penalty kill is good. You know, they're doing all of these smart plays and locking it down here, heading into the playoffs. Uh, We are awaiting Dave Jackson. We may have to uh, postpone that. Not completely sure here. He should be coming very shortly here. He is wrapping up his duties with ESPN. So he should be able to swing by and say hi to us 
in a few here, but I look forward and say, well, the last game is the New York Rangers. You're obviously going to go with a B-level lineup. And that's going to be where the Leafs, you know, should rest guys, should be ready to go. If they're starting the playoffs on Tuesday, which is what it sounds like it'll be, game one will be Tuesday for the Maple Leafs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Give guys as much time as possible to rest and heal up and be ready to go for the playoffs. And I think that, to me, will set the table nicely. And you look at who's not in the lineup either tonight. Sam Lafferty hurt. Callie Yarncroke not there. You know, these guys all nursing things. Why put them in the lineup at all? You know, unless they're 100% and ready to go, do not put any of these guys in the Maple Leafs lineup that may falter or may not be able to give you service here in the playoffs. You know, you did the 82-game dress rehearsal to get yourself to the dance. And right now, it is starting to be a little bit worrisome with Samsonov. Obviously, Murray, we have no idea what's going to happen there. But with Samsonov being injured, with Matthews taking the puck off the back of the leg, Lafferty not doing well, Yarn Croak, like I said, you know, then you look at McCabe now getting stitches. Gustafson, what's wrong there? You know, the Leafs' defensive depth was supposed to be their weapon, so to speak, for the playoffs to be able to go. And, I mean, you still have guys like Jordy Ben sitting in the minors, Victor Mete, Connor Timmins, all NHL-ready defensemen who can play. And, luckily, Luke Shen was there tonight to jump in and fill that void. But I look at this and I say, woo. The injury bug starts a-biting. It might be a problem uh, here for the Maple Leafs at the wrong time of the year. We look across the way at Tampa. You look at Cernak and Sorelli, Janot, Maroon, all injured and, you know, not playing or playing sparingly. And you're coming up to the biggest time of the year. It does beg the question, you know, should you be setting some of your good guys I know records are things that you want guys to have. 100 points for Mitchie, 40 goals for Willie. You know, those things would be important. But at the same time, is playing 16, getting 16 wins in the playoffs not that much more important, you know, to win the cup, to do what you need to do, to finally realize getting out of the first round, but also going on a run, you know. I bet you if you asked any of those guys who are chasing an accolade what they would want to do, they would tell you full-heartedly, we'd rather go on a deep playoff run than hit a personal milestone. And I think you've seen that this year, especially with Austin Matthews. You know, 40 goals is nothing to snub your nose at. For most players, that's an amazing season. For Austin Matthews, that's a season where he's saying, well, I worked on my 200-foot game. I worked on getting better all around on the ice to be able to lead these guys to a deeper run, to be able to to help when the defense is needed, to be able to back check, to lift a stick, to do whatever it takes to pick up another victory here for the blue and white. <clears throat> and I'm hoping it is 16 victories going into the playoffs and getting it done. But it is uh it is something we have to watch, the injuries. And I'm just sitting here, just, you know, you look and you refresh your feed and you wonder where Jake McCabe went. You wonder where, you know, 
Gustafson's gone. You wonder how Matthew's leg is. I know no one's 100%, but you watch these meaningless games now. You've locked up second place. You're playing for personal records. The points don't really matter because it's not going to move you up the standings, and you can't be bounced out of your spot in the standings. So really, to me, it's about health and longevity and just getting ready for the playoffs. If you want to play these guys maybe the last game of the season, which is two games from now, I get it. I get it. But just I get worried because, you know, we all know when Jake Muzzin went down the past couple of playoffs, John Tavares, John Tavares' injury, I know, freak injury, but you look at it and you're like, if JT doesn't go down in the Montreal series, I believe we're done that series pretty quickly and moving on. And it was the easiest path probably for any Canadian team to get to the final. But it did not work for us. Now, you know, if some what's and candies and us, we'd all have a magic Merry Christmas. But I don't know, man. I just get nervous. I get nervous because of the injuries. I get nervous because these guys don't know how to turn it off. Every fan watching is like, just don't block the shots. Just don't get in the skirmishes. Don't go in the corners. You can't turn that off and then expect to turn it back on when the playoffs start. That just is not how it works. You look at Mark Giordano tonight blocking shots, Jake McKay blocking shots and getting stitches. It doesn't work for these guys to turn it off and then turn it back on. And when we talk to Dave Jackson about the playoffs here in a couple of moments, you know, I just don't, the intensity is different, right? I mean, you look at the way guys play. No other sports do you see a guy, Patrice Bergeron, playing with a collapsed lung a couple seasons ago. You know, guys playing with broken bones. You know, that doesn't happen in basketball. That doesn't even happen in football. That doesn't happen in soccer. But in the NHL, it does. If you can tape it together and hold it together, they're going out there and playing. You know, there's a regular season, oh, I can't play. And then there's a playoffs. I'm going to play through it, right through it. And right now, I want these guys to be as healthy as they can be for the next seven days. So there's two games left. I don't know if you just limit ice time. I don't know if you bubble wrap a couple guys to make sure they're good to go. But, I mean, I mean, if you ask any of these guys, they're probably going to want to play. But the Leafs are comfortably in. They have the second seed. They don't need to worry about anything. For me, playing for a record, as much as I want to see Mitch get 100 points, I think tonight was the night to do it, and he didn't do it. Same thing with Matthews. He got his 40 goals. He's got one more, I think, and he hits the 300-goal plateau, second fastest player to do it that's active right now. <clears throat> if you walked up to him and asked him if he knows that, he probably doesn't. It's probably not on his, his radar. He said this year that personal goals are not what he's chasing. You know, William Nylander, would 40 look great on the resume when you go re-up for your contract? Yeah. But do the Leafs know that you can probably score 40? Yeah. So do you really need to go get it? Do you need to play a couple more meaningless games and potentially get injured? No. Don't think so. You know, don't think you need to do that. But at the same time, we all get worried. We all get nervous, right? We just don't know what is going to happen game to game, play to play, right? So for me, I sit and I wonder what exactly is going to happen and what exactly is going to be going on. 
Um, just give me one second here, guys. I'm trying to make sure I got everything lined up for Dave Jackson to I have not seen an AOL email in a very, very long time. Hopefully that is correct and that works. We shall see. We shall see. But anyways, we will have Dave Jackson on. We're going to talk about Michael Bunting. We're going to talk about playoff refereeing. Will it be different? What can the Maple Leafs expect with everything that has happened to them throughout this season with Bunting? With the chatter, you know, you've seen it tonight. He's really, really trying to keep his cool. And, I mean, the penalty he took tonight against, I think it was Ekblad or Barkov, you know, was definitely a penalty. No room to argue there. But I'm just hoping in the playoffs it's not both go, you know, and they keep saying he's embellishing. These things will will worry me, you know, going through the playoffs. We'll think, you know, what's going to happen for Michael Bunting. And for me, the, the big thing is maybe he just needs to keep doing what he's doing, which is sadly just chirping maybe the other opponents, but also doing that a little less. Being a little less um, agitatee, shall we say. Maybe in the playoffs you can dial it up a few notches. Once a few guys get a few licks on you and the refs see, okay, well, he's got to do something or otherwise he may hurt himself. Or he may get hurt. So, I don't know. I look at it and I just I say, it's going to be difficult for the Leafs on many regards because you have Keefe who's flipping out on the refs. He did it again Saturday night, going absolutely ballistic. And then you have Bunting, which is a factor. Kerfoot was squawking at the refs today. I think really as a team mentality right now for the next couple of games, just keep it quiet, keep it kosher, and just keep it moving. Now, will that help the least? We'll ask Dave what what his opinion is and what will happen here. But for me, it really gets me just, I wouldn't say nervous, but just I want to see the Leafs get a penalty or a power play, not four on four. You know what I mean? And that's the way it seems to go with bunting right now is they won't give him the call or the benefit of the doubt because of what he's done. And I mean, to an extent, I'll buy it, but to the other extent too, you know, it's going to be hard for him to just change his reputation in a few games. You know, he's trying. You know, even the other night when they played Columbus, the Columbus guy was all up in his face. I think it was Boone Jenner, and the ref came in and grabbed Michael Bunting, or the linesman did. Bunting was standing there, solemn face, not saying anything, knowing that if he does, he's probably going to be called. So it's just hard for him. You know, right now is something he's not used to, something the Leafs aren't used to. So you really have to kind of look at it from all angles and just think, uh, you know, grit your teeth and just just look away, especially Keith. Keith is a firecracker. I love it. He's passionate about what he does. He's great, him and his staff, on, you know, the callbacks. You know, he's been he's money in the bank for that. But at the same time, when he's going after the refs, I mean, he's been fined. He's been warned. He's been chastised. He's been given the letter of the law by the refs in the game. You can't do that come playoff time because they will call, you know, a bench minor 
on the coach or they will throw him out. And that may not be something the Leafs want. Obviously, it's not. But going into the playoffs, the Leafs' power play is something that's ticked up a little bit, which is what we wanted to see. The penalty kill has brought itself back as well. So both of those things for the Maple Leafs that I've been harping on for probably the past couple of months have finally really started to hit stride as well. The Maple Leafs now ranked in the top five in the power play top two in the league and the penalty kill I believe uh, we'll look up on hockey reference where they are um, and just see exactly where they're ranked but they they've picked it up they were 13th or 14th in the league when I started like he's basically I'd say heckling them about where they were because it was just to me concerning you're going into the playoffs you do not want to be a team on the penalty kill that is not and it's still they're still 12th in the league on the penalty kill, which is not exactly the greatest. You know, you look at they're they're really a percentage point, I guess. You could say they could be as high as 10th. You know, a top 10 penalty kill, you need better than that. You need better than a top 10 penalty kill. You need to be at least, you know, I'd say top five for both of your penalty kill and power play heading into the playoffs. And right now, it's not not there. You're 12 in the league. Like I said, if you boil it down, they're probably tied closer to 10th. Factor in the stats from tonight and see where they are. But you really need to, to pick these things up and see where things are at and what is going on and how it's working. But, uh, yeah, just waiting for Dave Jackson to swing on in here so we can ask him questions. We'll see where he's at. You can see in my eyes, I'm dead tired. We are on the East Coast, and I know if you're listening to the audio form of this, I appreciate you hanging around, having some fun, listening to me filibuster about the Leafs. But, uh, yeah, starting to dog it. I might have to tell Dave we might have to reschedule this one here and just uh, go with what we have going here. Just give me one moment on the old goes. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Looking forward to this playoff matchup against Tampa. It's going to be huge for the Maple Leafs. Um, it's something that you know we we all want to see. We want to see the Leafs beat uh, beat up on the Tampa Bay Lightning, beat up on the team that put us out last year, beat up on the guys who've gone to the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row, and just say, hey, we are going to get this done. We are going to put a bow on this, and the Maple Leafs are going to go on one hell of a playoff run and really enjoy it, and I'm, I'm fired up for it, guys and gals. I really am. This this team is different. They stand up for one another. The pushback is there. They're battling hard. They're doing everything they need to do, and to me, you cannot ask for much more out of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, for what Kyle Dubas has put together. Ryan O'Reilly gelling with this squad. Sam Lafferty. Zach Aston Reese, by the way, would be my vote for, like, our Sean Bergenheim type who really helps us dig in in the playoffs. Um, Matt Nyes is an addition. See what he can bring. But Cali Yarncroke, almost 20 goals this season, you know, really could probably help chip in a couple throughout the playoffs. Speed looks good with Matthews and Marner. Ryan O'Reilly with William Nylander and John Tavares. That looks good. Ryan O'Reilly on power play number one. That looks good. You know, Jake McCabe turned his season around since becoming a Maple Leaf. He's a plus eight 
and he's got some points, looking good. Luke Shen, physical, like even tonight against the Chuck, you know, clearing the front of the net, battling hard, going hard in the corners, doing what he needs to do, throwing big hits. Nola Chari, same thing. This team is built for a run, and this year they're going on a run. The shackles will be off after the first round, and bet your arse the Maple Leafs will get her done this season. Two games left. Buckle up for the playoffs. We will do Dave Jackson another time. The fade is on for me. I love you guys. This right here is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. (laughs) 